You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Nostalgia is one of the strongest forces in the human psyche and is responsible for the continued existence of some of our favorite fandoms. From the minds behind the Dole Up and Dreams podcast and Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine, Saturday Morning Confidential takes you on a deep dive into the properties that helped influence the artists and creators of today. So whether you are a Goonie, a Gym Girl, a Digi Destined, or you just want to return to Oz... New episodes release on Fridays bi-weekly starting January 1st of 2021. And join us on the Wednesdays after the main show for the Serial Killer Radio Hour, where we sit down with the people responsible for the toys, shows, and fandoms that you love. Now you can find Saturday Morning Confidential at certainpov.com backslash smcpod or on your favorite podcast platforms. So don't forget to tune in for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. ready to hit the underworld into our new journey into mystery because we're talking about blade trinity that's right we're completing the trilogy of blade movies with wesley snipes and joining us once again is rafa hi rafa hello you two fearless individuals watching beautiful movies and it doesn't get any better than the trifecta of what we call the daywalker himself blade i'm so happy to be here (laughs) Surrounded by beautiful friends. My soul is full of joy because I just finished watching this movie again like a couple hours ago. So I'd be completely fresh. And do I have some opinions? I'm very excited. (laughs) Uh, I I just want to put it out there. I think I said this last time Rafa was on the show, but I love having Rafa here. He's just an absolute ray of sunshine and all that is good in the world. And it's fantastic to have you here. Uh, anybody out there in Chatland or listening in the future when it's actually you know put out as the podcast, um, if you don't love Rafa, you're wrong. <laughs> and um, I, I'll get it. I'll get it out of the way up here at the top. Tweet at me, letting me know that you don't like Rafa, and I will fight you. Fight. Thank sure you. Man. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> Absolutely. That. And Absolutely. if you end up not liking me, hit me up. I'd be more than happy to change your mind because we can be friends. Because it's much more beautiful when you have a kick in your step and a song in your heart instead of just being pissed off all the time. Dang dang right. I love that. (sighs) Now that's a motto to live by. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're talking about Blade Trinity, but before, as always, we're going to get into a little bit of MCU news. We don't have a Disney Plus show to talk about this week, so that just means we get more Rafa talking about more Blade and the fact that Triple H... A very puffy Triple H is in this movie doing well, this all was, kinds of great stuff. Yeah, this was non-mustachioed motorhead Triple H. Mm-hmm. This is him kind of during his evolution days, kind of puffy, buff, 
still been there being able to pick people up and slamming them on the ground like a pro wrestler is supposed to be. <laughs> and he is by far one of my favorite parts of this movie. Is he the best part? We will see. We will see. So this was during his transition from Hunter Hearst Helmsley into the Triple H we know and love. Like that era right like 2004 w like wwe is really kind of a blur for me <laughs> um, so i know that he like this was before he started wearing like the skull crown on his entrances into like like big pay-per-views and stuff like that right yes that's before he kind of went into the whole daddy skull man doing his all thing royalty this was right, I want to say, around the time that he got into a faction with Batista, Randy Orton, and Ric Flair, and they kind of ran the company in a lot of ways. Um, right after his, uh, he came back from a terrible um, incident where he was injured and out of the, the ring for a couple for a year or so, and so he came back to thunderous applause. And then over time, you know, depending on what you're doing, you kind of lose a little bit of that cutness, but he's still incredibly buff. Oh so, yeah, this is I love this Triple H, and I I have opinions on Triple H in this. Dead Duck is here. Sounds like they have opinions in chat, so we'll get there. But MCU news first. Mitch, hit me with it. <laughs> Let's hit some MCU news first. So we're gonna talk about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to start filming, uh, I believe, in Al Atlanta. It's got to be Atlanta. That's where all the Marvel movies are shot. Yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's going to be uh, shot coming up here in August, so next week. Oh, no, sorry. That's uh, November. It's going to be start, start filming in November. Um, so that means Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is just around the corner. But before we get that, we're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, which James Gunn himself has said there's going to be stuff in that that is going to be needed to know for Volume 3. So it's not exactly a Star Wars holiday special. It is actually going to be canon things. So what, either what are you, anything you want to see in uh, the holiday special? Adam Warlock. <laughs> Just trussled up in a nice little bow for uh, someone to unwrap. It's, it's it's the cocoon. The cocoon is the present. <laughs> no, definitely. This is going to be an opportunity to play a bunch of old classic Christmas songs and just to see Drax completely confused at some of these songs. We're probably going to have a mistletoe scene. I'm hoping we get Chris Hemsworth because he's supposed to be in the new Guardians, isn't he? Correct, yes. So we're going to get some fun stuff for sure. I really want to see Chris Pratt and them end up on a planet where the white spikes from the Tomorrow War were created. That way, so we can see more of those awesome aliens. Uh, you can't cross over uh, those two properties. That's not right. Oh, those are. Still, I want to see more of those aliens. If we have more of those aliens, put them in place of the brood, and I'll be okay with that. I mean, you are getting more of those aliens because they they greenlit a part two to that movie. So just wait. <laughs> See, I just want a story where uh, the Star Lord has to explain to the rest of the Guardians the meaning of Christmas. Aww. Yes. And then I want, I want Chris, Chris Hemsworth Thor to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. Santa Claus is just my dad, Odin. Like, <laughs> that we just, you, 
it's you guys just replaced it, like kind of thing. Yes, and I see a situation where where uh, Rocket is just confused about the concept of Santa, and he wants to rob him because he has all of the good gifts. And then Drax is like, "You let this man come into your home and steal all of your cookies and milk? I don't understand." <laughs> See, I think that it's going to end up with uh, <clears throat> with Rocket being confused as to what Santa does, and Rocket's going to be the one to break into places and steal all the stuff. Ah, I like that. Claiming to be Santa. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I also suspect that there's going to be a scene where you'll have like Gamora and Star-Lord walk into a room and it will be you'll see them from across the room and they'll get surprised they'll be like what are you guys doing and you'll see just like hanging in the camera you'll see uh uh streamers or um uh a string of lights or something like that and you'll suspect that they're decorating Groot like a christmas tree but when oh. you when the camera turns around you'll see that it's Ra- rocket and Groot decorating Drax like a christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> with like mantis that. cheering them on that's right and drax will be like you can't see me i'm completely still yeah <laughs> eating his potato chips right <laughs> uh so i'm excited about that i i think that is supposed to be this Christmas when that comes out, but I'm not in quite entirely sure. Uh, give me all that. Give me all that MCU content. I'm ready. We've waited so long. Get I, it out. I am mistaken. That is December 2022 when that Christmas special will come or that holiday special will come out. And yeah. Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three hits theaters May 2023. So we got a lot of time before we see any Guardians of the Galaxy. And you know what? I'm I'm in the minority here. That's right. I'm okay with that. I need more time to put between myself and Guardians 1 and 2 <laughs> to be able to go into Guardians Holiday Special and then still have a couple months before I get to go into Guardians 3. <laughs> like these characters are great. <clears throat> I think that these characters work better in other people's stuff when That's when fair. they're not when they're not the focus of whatever the story is the entire time i think these characters really shine when yeah. you give them a whole hour and a half two hours to themselves it's like cool so we had this conversation last movie um <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> Speak just just I it's on a tangent and I know this is the the company on the other side the distinguished uh competitor but uh re- early reports of Suicide Squad is that like it is a it's a hit and I think critics have already given it 100% on Rotten Tomatoes if that's a thing that you care about but I'm excited about that too. I'm yes. I'm just sad that there's no Will Smith to say what are we some kind of Suicide Squad? No, that's what you have Idris Elba to do this time. I hope to God he does it. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Margot Robbie's just like, the last guy said that too. <laughs> I'm not, excited to see more Jay Courtney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really liked him in the first one. And so, I mean, this is supposed to be like a reboot slash sequel. Yeah, so, I like mean, I'm excited sequel. to see what they're going to do. And God, every time I look at it more and more, Polka Dot Man, someone that I'm really looking forward to seeing on screen. And then two, 
John Cena, every time I see a still yes. or a piece with him in it as Peacemaker, it cracks me up. <laughs> and I'm just so excited. My question here is, is Peacemaker just a costume? Because every picture that they've put out, it's just been of the costume. I haven't seen John Cena in the costume. Uh, <laughs> like, is I don't I don't understand what they're doing. Yes. Is, is this is. gonna be like Brad Pitt's role in, in, in Deadpool? Deadpool? Deadpool too, yep. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Okay. They they cool. just used John Cena for motion capture for an empty okay. suit. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure. Uh, I love it. Um so, as uh, we were talking before we started uh, the show, there is a new Moon Knight comic book out, right, Rafa? Yes, it came out this past Wednesday, not not today, but last Wednesday, and God, was it beautiful. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Moon Knight just because I've never gotten into the character, so this is a good opportunity for those of you that aren't super familiar with the character to kind of come into it, but also, from what I've been reading online, People who love the character have also been enjoying this comic as well. And spoiler alert, there are some vampires in this one, so that'll kind of transition us very well into what we're going to talk about today. Ooh, I can't wait. Uh, well, a little bit of casting news for the Moon Knight TV series that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. An actor by the name, and I'm going to completely butcher, butcher this, Gaspard Ulilio uh, is going to play Anton Mogart aka Midnight Man. Now, I know nothing about this character, and the only thing I know of this actor was that he was in Hannibal Rising, the the Hannibal Lecter like prequel movie from like the early 2000s where he played yeah. young Hannibal Lecter. Oh, 2007. I never watched that movie, so I can't say anything on him, but I mean, if he was able to come off as cerebral i think that's what this character is going to be so i mean we'll see where it goes do you know anything about the the midnight man that's a character that i'm not familiar with so no <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> so just like moon knight we're gonna just throw some random bullshit at you <laughs> <laughs> right um i think this is a good a good chance to go hey case i think we need a whole twitter breakdown on who midnight man is okay thank you Ooh, good call uh yeah no that's it's gonna be interesting more the more of these you know disney plus shows shape up casting wise like the more excited i am i i think rafa hit it right on the the head if he was able to be cerebral enough to play hannibal lecter like that's obviously gonna be a great tone to set for a villain in the moon knight series yeah and I think that adds so many layers. I mean, you can go one of two directions. You know, you can go for that, or, I mean, I would put myself in the pitch room and I would say just make every single villain here on in, kind of what they did with uh, Jonathan Majors, right? Like he's going to be Kang, and they can kind of use him however they want. Why can't they do the same thing with Dolph Lundgren? Because Dolph Lundgren is a beast of a man, and I love him very much. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think that's uh, perfectly accurate. Garrett just brought something up in chat, and now I'm very con- uh, now I'm curious about it. <clears throat> Is Midnight Man anything like Nightman? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does 
is is Moon Knight really like Dayman? <laughs> is that the point here? Uh, I think Midnight Man is like Nightman's older brother. Yes. Huh? Without the without the the creepy sexual undertones. <laughs> Okay, I just had to make sure, and I wanted to. I wanted to clear it up for Garrett. It was more for for his sake, not for you. You get it. You get it. I get it. That's fair. Uh, we also got a new like one minute trailer for Shang Chi: The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, I th- we got to see <laughs> it. Very much starts off with, "Hey, Shang Chi's not wearing a shirt," <laughs> and his friend Aquafita is calling him out on it. So, I didn't really see much else in the trailer that like added to. Uh, anything about this movie but we we know that shang chi is going to get inside the inside the arena inside the ring to fight so anything i'm i'm to a point with the the shang chi trailers that i'm just i'm probably not going to watch any more of them i don't want to know much more like you gave me a really good look in the first two Anything more? I mean, Marvel's pulled the old switcheroo a couple of times through trailers, mm-hmm. but I I don't want to run that risk. I think that's fair, yeah. and usually I don't I don't tend to watch any more of the trailers after uh, after the first full trailer, yeah. right? Because then we run the risk of like getting into a, either intentional or unintentional spoilers, right? And the movie's going to be out relatively soon. I think it's in September when it comes out. Yeah, we only yeah. got a couple of months. Yeah, so don't don't we have uh, so we have Legend of the Ten Rings and don't we have another one coming out this year also? Eternals in November. Yes. Okay. And then Spider Man No Way Home in December. Uh, Mitch, we're gonna have a busy like three months. We are, uh, especially since like the middle of October. I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> That's gonna be for fun times. That's gonna be for fun times. We might, we might, we might need to find you a a guest co-host for that time. Right. Hey, Rafa, (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) in the back half of October? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Yeah. So that's that's all that I have to say on on MCU trailers. Uh, if we get another Eternals trailer anytime soon, I'll watch that one. Obviously, we haven't really gotten a um, a No Way Home trailer, so we don't really know anything about anything to happen with No Way Home. So I'm excited for that. But usually, first full trailer, maybe the second full trailer is where I back off on trailers on staying plugged in that way. Yeah, and I don't have I don't have like cable or anything like that so i don't get bombarded with the this friday kind of like tv spots for the movies which i think is helpful yeah no. i said i said give me more i watch them all i give me <laughs> as much as the movie so i feel like i already watched it that way so that when i come in and i watch it it's like oh that was much better than they sold it the first time as it is so i, I like that aspect and I haven't been excited for this movie, to be 100% honest. But the more I see of the trailers, the more I get excited. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people aren't digging it so much just because the the Shang-Chi uh, toys at Walmart have been reduced in price. That's how I ended up with like three Shang-Chis. And now it's a good base, the, the, the actual body, for mm. my custom Jason for Power Rangers. So oh, wow. Go, <laughs> go get your toys. They're awesome. 
Uh, I, I was, love that. I was going to ask you, Rafa, if you had any insight on uh, on Shang Chi as a character coming from the comic books. All that I've got is when I was reading um, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run, and he was one of the members, and he has a really good issue where he's kind of working with Black Widow, and they're trying to infiltrate. I believe it was a Hydra or an AIM cell. And he was a really cool character because he was just kind of showcasing his martial arts skills. But other than that, I don't have much information. I feel this iteration on the screen is very different from what I read in the comics. Um, So I'm excited to see something different. MCU has yet to fail me. Loki was the one show that looked the most, why are we getting a Loki show and it turned out to be the most beautiful of the MCU shows for me personally. So I go into it and I go like, I have my opinions, but then it's like, my opinions are always thrown away because it's like, Oh, they did something I wasn't expecting. And this really worked. They just know how to tell stories. And that's what's the, that's the best part for me. Yeah. My own, I really only have two like exposures to Shang-Chi in the comic books. Um, he, when he showed up in Ultimate Spider-Man, like in the early to mid 2000s, uh, like he literally shows up because Spider-Man's like, I have no idea how to fight. I have all these powers and I just rely on hitting somebody and being, super, being you know, extra strong. He's like, yeah, I could totally show you some things. And he shows him how to fight, like how to defend himself and how to properly throw a punch and stuff. Uh, the other one was the more recently, like with, I want to say the last three years. Gail Simone did a Domino uh, book, and in that, oh. yeah, she uh, Domino had to go learn to fight from Shang-Chi because she was losing her luck powers. So she was relying oh. too much on her powers and needed to know how to learn how to fight. So wh- cool. why not go to the Master of Martial Arts to do, to do so? That's why, yeah. Maybe they he can give them one of the rings they just put on the wrist and they're ready to fight, right? Is that how the power, <laughs> that how the power transfers? It's exactly <laughs> like that. Uh, and the last thing we're going to talk about is a character who is related to Moon Knight. So this related to Dracula. So then kind of related to <laughs> Blade, uh, Werewolf by Night, uh, Kevin Smith on his podcast, Fat Man Beyond told a story this past week, weekend, uh, about when he was working on the animated Howard the Duck show that was going, that was for at the time, Marvel entertainment television uh was going to be on hulu he was going to make the fifth episode of the howard the duck animated series be about werewolf by night and when he went to go pitch the show to jeff loeb he said you can't use that because the movie division is going to be using werewolf by night so i'm i'm guessing uh moon knight maybe uh somewhere else down the line maybe blade any any uh any ideas for a werewolf character? I mean, he'd have to be in something supernatural, or I mean, if he has his run-ins with Dracula, then I could see him maybe. Depending on what direction they go with Mahershala Ali's Blade, maybe we could see him there. I think he could all because if they're just going to use him as a cameo, like in Guardians, it would really be pointless. Because then why wouldn't they let him use him in the actual TV show? Right. So, or maybe maybe he's a character. Maybe we'll see him in Eternals. Maybe he has a small piece. He's been living through life or something. I don't know. There could be a lot of things they could do with it. When I think of MCU, I don't really think a lot of you know our supernatural monsters. 
but it looks like we're headed that way with maybe some of these other characters, especially with the Blade. They're bringing in Moon Knight with the TV show. So that could be opening up its own supernatural piece to it, which could be really interesting. Kind of whereas the Defenders, even though it was a Marvel property, but not really, it wasn't part of the MCU, that was kind of going more for that gritty street-level stuff. Maybe this is going to be more of that opening for supernatural um developing something cool from there because people love vampires and werewolves so there is a market for that i mean i'd watch the hell out of it yes yeah no i mean i won't i i don't know anything almost or almost anything about the werewolf by night character uh often i confuse werewolf by night and man wolf <laughs> as two the two characters so it would be interesting to to see what they they're planning on doing with that character and i i wanted to bring this up because like Roth is correct. You know, it looks like we're going towards supernatural stuff with Blade, Moon Knight, and maybe Werewolf by Night. But we also know we're going towards time travel stuff as er, time travel and, and and multiverse stuff in this f- current phase. So, is there is there three different main plots, you know, genres that we're going to be doing here in the next phase or two? I'm trying to figure out how you like bring them all together. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I I don't know how you bring them all together. At least not without Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> I think for sure what it's going to be is the key link is going to be Doctor Strange. So as Doctor Strange kind of travels multiverse depending on what that movie is going to be and what we see in it, I think that's going to open the door for him to be able to work alongside maybe having a cameo in Moon Knight and then kind of opening that realm because the supernatural is within Doctor Strange's, you know, as the the the, the supreme channeler of magic. So I could see it being grouped that way, whereas the first saga of Avengers or MCU was kind of dealing more with, like, cosmic. Mm-hmm. This is going to be dealing more with probably multiversal threats, but also kind of plays into the concepts of supernatural. So I think that's kind of where it would fit. And it does look like, you know... Um, uh, Doctor Strange is supposed to be like the new, not the new Iron Man, but he's going to be one of the main focal points. That's going to bring everything together. Yeah, I definitely think this is a. Well, it's it's Doctor Strange world, and we're all living in it, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I I defy you to tell that man he doesn't have the absolute world in his hand. <laughs> have you been seen? Have you seen, have you seen those memes where it's like? It's uh, you. It was it. He he was texting while driving. Now he has to save the multiverse or something like that. Yes. <laughs> he learned magic oh. to get his hands back, and now he has to save everybody else in the multiverse. Yeah, I've seen uh, those, and it's so hilarious. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of vampires, werewolves, all that, like we got to watch Blade Trinity and. I want to say, like, I, I don't know if Magic Bollocks is in, is in the chat because him and I go over this over and over, but I enjoy David S. Goyer as a writer. This is his directorial debut. Um, there has been lots of discussion about things that happened on set during this movie between Goyer and, and Wesley Snipes, or as he liked to be referred to on set, Blade. <laughs> on his little post-it notes that's right that he would only talk through his assistant to uh, everybody else did you like there was a i guess there was an interview with uh uh ryan reynolds where they said what was it like working with wesley snipes he's like he, he said i have not worked a minute with wesley snipes yet 
the whole time I was on that movie, I worked with Blade. <laughs> One of my favorite was Patton Oswalt talking about how um, he said, when we look at the movie Blade Trinity, we can say that for all it is, it got a D plus, D plus. But if you knew the sheer impossibility of making that movie to even begin with, the fact that they got an end product, if you knew that behind the scenes stuff, you would automatically give the movie an A plus. <laughs> and in my opinion, I'm in the same boat with you, Mitch. I thoroughly enjoy Blade Trinity. I love it. I think I think it is a a a, a beautiful disaster at times. Mm-hmm. And there's and not everything works, but it's it is the purest. I this is my argument. It is the purest form of comic book movie in saga wise. For example, Blade One comes in, brings in the concept, right? We got that gritty Iron Man, that low level uh, Daredevil kind of a Frank Miller esque. This is my comic book. This is. Uh, Batman Year One, right? So we get Blade. It's cool. New Line Cinema knows how to give us something interesting, R-rated, dope. Then Gilmore Del Toro gives us the sequel, right? Which isn't, and again, this is my opinion, isn't as good as the first, but it builds on the lore. It brings in a new bad guy. It brings in a new new villain. It creates this new world, and we're now kind of building a little bit more on Blade, even though I don't think the romance worked. Um, it, it's developing his character a little bit more. Blade Trinity is exactly what happens in comics. When you have a beautiful comic, they get a little bit stagnant. So this read exactly like a comic book would, only as a motion picture. We have the action a little bit more cheesy, a little bit not as sharp as before. We have a beautiful intro scene, whereas before he was in the nightclub and then he was racing on motorcycles. Now he's in a car shooting down familiars. It's, <laughs> it's this awesome focus where we see him. The the, the, the characters, oh my God, the, the villains themselves. And I'm not talking about Drake. I'm talking about Triple H and the others. They are comically bad. Oh, they the are. Where it's just, you expect this. And they're bringing in, again, more world building with the new characters, which we'll get into. But I think it is a beautiful rendition of exactly what a comic book goes through. Where you have the same writer, but it kind of builds, and there's always that part to the saga where it's not as good, but it reads like a comic book is supposed to. It is just a fun time that doesn't take itself too seriously. And that in itself, I think, is beautiful. Well said. Yeah. All right. So that's the show, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Pack it up. We're done. Yeah. I I don't have anything to go off of that because it was so beautifully said. And I don't want to hard change the subject and take away from what you said there. <laughs> but, like, I, the whole time looking at what's-her-face, the main, like, vampire bad guy that wasn't Drake. Parker Posey. Uh, yeah, um, her teeth didn't fit. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Parker Posey, I don't, I haven't, I, I know she's been in other things that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I know she's more of a comedy actress, mm-hmm. and so her again, that comically evil to the point where it's satire. It's the way her line delivered. You put it perfect, Ian. Her teeth didn't fit. And so it's just the way that she says things, the, her little mannerisms, all of it didn't make sense. Her brother character, he was barely even in the movie, but he was made to be someone who was also important. 
And then they gave Triple H some of the most vulgar language. It, I felt like it was written by like a 13-year-old. Again, <laughs> he wrote it. Not, not, to, <laughs> not to knock it too much, but I completely agree. I think Goyer is a great writer. I think this was his directorial debut. So because of that reason, not everything maybe came off as it was supposed to. I saw someone talking about it as Blade Trinity feels more like a high-budget TV series instead of a movie. And I can see aspects of that because the, the, the pains of action aren't as fluid as they were before. And I feel there's a bigger budget, so it looks nicer. We got to see more dust when the vampires explode, which was really cool. But then all the other aspects from the overall plot to all these things that are happening, the fact that Wesley Snipes isn't even in this movie that much compared <laughs> to everyone else for different reasons, of course. Right. Um, and also the fact that, you know, they were from what I from what I read, it was this was kind of trying to set up a movie for the Night uh, Ryan Reynolds and Deal. Right, yeah, the Night Stalkers, which I would have watched. And of course, we're going to get into that scene that you sent us mitch because that's fucking awesome mm -hmm. but i can see kind of it was this dichotomy of different things again it was that perfect third movie that isn't supposed to be as good but builds this stuff and can we just talk about i don't know his name mitch please help me but the guy who plays dracula uh dominic, dominic i he okay it's so weird because for me most people Watching know him now as, as Heatwave from uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends, right. Yeah. And he was also in Prison Break. Correct? Yeah. Yes, he was He was the... the we the actually had this conversation last night when we were watching the movie again. <laughs> um, we, uh, I think my brother-in-law was like, oh yeah, and it's the, the brother. Or it was the, the brother from Prison Break. My sister-in-law goes, which one? And he, went, <laughs> yeah. and he goes, oh, the bigger one. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a... Mitch and Ian, it's a paradox because when he's on screen, it's 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 two things. It's I'm captivated by him. He has such a screen presence, but at the same time, he doesn't. Like <laughs> it's so I don't know how to explain it because he shows up. This is Dracula. This is Drake, and he has some really cool scenes. And I'm like, all right, I can kind of get behind this dude. But then there's other parts where it's like, this is it. This 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 is it. This is Dracula. See, and you know what? I think I I know what you're talking about because I think you're hitting it right on the head. The parts, and this is just my opinion. The parts where Dominic Purcell is delivering the line, the dialogue, he's doing a great job. I love yes. when he's delivering the dialogue, but when he's acting like a vampire or you know as Dracula, it's so bad. It's just yes. not there, and you. It's almost like he just got. He's like, I'm. I don't care about this part. I'm. I'm. I'm an actor. I want to be here to deliver lines and stuff. So, mm. I, like, I loved Dominic. Before this, he was in a show called John Doe, which I, I enjoyed a lot. I thought it was a great show. Um, after this, you know, he goes on to make a bunch of, like, little movies, and then eventually we you get to Prison Break, and then after that you get to Legends of Tomorrow. But I had followed Dominic Purcell's career for a very long time up to this point, and I was happy to see him in here. But, yeah, uh, the whole, like, when he's acting like Dracula... It's it's not great. Yes, it's it's so bizarre. And it's it's crazy because again, he one of the best parts of the movie definitely for me is the sword fight that he has with Blade. Right. And his design as like blood fueled monster Dracula is so cool. 
and I mean, it looks like a, a, like the the ninth member of Slipknot, but to me, it's still badass. I wish rest we got a little George bit more Orson. of that. Yeah, rest in peace to that man up in heaven. It's 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 tough for sure. And I there were so many things, but I don't want to talk too much. Ian, what <laughs> you, you, you brought have... up some some good points about about um miss posey is that her name parker posey yes who i know her from days and confused and then she also is going to show up in superman returns in like 2009 oh okay so other than that ian what what, what do you think were some of its biggest sins or what worked for you that might be a better question so since we were just talking about dracula himself i have a couple things i want to say on that and then i have a couple opinions at large about the rest of it um so dracula himself his action sequences were hit or miss some of them were (laughs) awesome some of them were like so you just flailing about there bud what's going on um (laughs) but his scene where he's talking to the little girl about like wouldn't it be great to live forever you wouldn't you'd never hurt there would be nothing bad that's such a great scene that's such great dialogue. You have this really scared is. little girl, and he's like, "I can, I can help you." And he's not being malicious. He's not lying to her in any way. Like he's being one hundred percent genuine with this little girl. Of like, "Hey, it's shitty, but let me do this thing for you." And then we don't really know how that ended up, except for the fact she's like, "My friends are going to kill you," so I assume that that's a no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so like that was really cool. I was a little upset that when we meet him, he's in his like monster form and then he has that kick ass suit of armor. Yep. And we never really see that suit of armor again except for on the mannequin because in the fight with yeah. Blade, he's wearing that vest that has the one pauldron that's just attached to the vest. Yeah, <laughs> so he, he can just take the sexy. whole thing. But he can just he take the whole thing again. off like no problem. So sure, bud. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> also, that, expl- also, that explanation yeah, go, go. of like. We got we got a scan of one piece of his armor, so thus we were able to extrapolate the rest of the way he looks. I was like, hmm. Even when I saw that the first time, I was like, that's that's a stretch. That's that's right. pretty bad. And it wasn't even just a crazy stretch. I mean, it was insane. Just because when when they show it, it's like a little piece of a spike on an armor that they completely made. It could have been anything. <laughs> we're talking about wardrobe, one, yes. Dracula looked beautiful in that sexy vest slash armor shoulder. But what I really like too is I don't know if Wesley Snipes didn't feel as cut in this because he was wearing that really nice red velvety oh, cover underneath his bulletproof suit and it looked so sick. Oh, it the, did. like the red under armor was yeah. like the choice. Yeah. Um, so Moving on from Dracula, I think this might be a little bit, again, of a... I might be in the minority of having this opinion. A little bit of a hot take. Um, I think that Ryan Reynolds needs to learn how to not just be Ryan Reynolds in a movie. No, you're wrong. Um, you, this is your opinion and you're wrong. Ryan Reynolds is the perfect <laughs> like cockiness for any comic book character ever. Like You want, you want that cockiness. That's why he was cast as Hal Jordan. That's extremely why he's cast as Deadpool. And right. I don't know anything about Hannibal King, but I'm betting you that this is a perfect casting too. And it probably is. I might have just not been in the mood for like <laughs> his snark yesterday when I was watching the movie. But just there were times where I was like, "Ooh, yeah, good, you know, sick burn." And there were other times where I was like, "Would you just not like?" 
do do you, do you always have to like he always what? has to he always has yeah. to be van wilder <laughs> I, I have to agree with ian i mean i i love don't get me wrong ryan reynolds i thought was perfect but i don't know if it's just me getting older and the humor just doesn't work for me as much anymore but there were parts where it's like oh that's a little bit cringy man i don't like that <laughs> But a lot of his stuff did hit. And I thought him playing off of um, Jessica Biel was perfect. I thought both of them together had great chemistry. And that brings me to my last point, and then I'll shut up for a minute. Um, The scene that that worked the best for me with Ryan Reynolds was when he was uh, captive in that weird cell. Mm-hmm. And he was just sitting there being snarky at them. It's like, what what do I have to lose? I'm just mm-hmm. going to be an asshole until you kill me anyway. Like, that made sense to me. And I was like, hell yeah, let's get it. And then when he was just talking shit to Triple H, and I was like, that's that's awesome. But then with Triple H, he didn't pedigree anybody. Yeah. Hello? No, you spend didn't. the money on Triple H, and you're not going to let him pedigree somebody in your movie? Maybe WWE said he can't do that. But, like, that's where I, I would think that's probably what happened. But, he, come on. He got a scoop slam in there. Uh, true he did and i really wanted (laughs) i really wanted to see him fight blade like for real just to have blade no sell him yeah yes that would have been perfect (laughs) that would have been good uh that would have been so good uh but yeah that's that's the the big opinions and i really liked uh triple h's like grill his like fang grill yeah his chromed out fangs i was like that's actually super sick 10 out of 10 (laughs) There were just so many comedic moments that I felt like I don't know if um, the main girl vampire, I didn't know if her whole thing, if she was supposed to be snarky, funny, or if she was being serious half the time. And then all everything Triple H said just reeked of just comedy. And, oh, and hilarious. Is, yeah, Triple H, he's, I mean, I think he's a pretty decent actor and I really liked what he was doing. But for me, you know, like, this is a giant of a man doing these things and he's no-selling Ryan Reynolds and then getting his ass kicked. There's that one strange scene where, like, he has, like, the garlic silver in the air and he just breathes that puff of fire, which is just stuck in my brain forever. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I will never forgive in this movie is when Triple H is chasing the car and it's that weird yeah. edit cut. I mean, yeah. just like running it so terribly. Bad. It's bad. That that is a very bad part of the movie. Uh, but that's what makes me like it that much more, right? It's <laughs> it's not wholesome's the wrong word, but it feels like I'm at home when I'm watching. It's like it cracks me up. Um <sighs> so yes, I have stated before this is my favorite of the three movies. Uh not just just because I, I just enjoy it. I, I I enjoy it from beginning to end. That's my totally my allowed. my issues uh, are especially the CGI face of Drake. Like anytime they just decide to throw some weird CGI, yeah, it's so bad looking. And I'm pretty sure I remember it being bad looking when it first came out too. So it wasn't good then. Uh, and then like all the vampires, other than Drake, seem weaker. Like Hannibal yeah, and Abigail are both just humans they're just regular people and they're not they're they're beating up on vampires like it's no pr- no problem they're they're, get, they're taking punches from vampires and not getting hurt so that's like yep. that's the part where i'm like mm, that's weird um 
isn't that kind of explained away in the why they woke Dracula up? Like vampires as a whole are starting to dwindle pretty hard, so they're trying to wake him up to like reinfuse his blood back into the line because it's been so diluted and like whatever. Did I read into that a little too heavy? Am I trying to explain away something? No, I mean that's probably that's probably pretty true. I I guess I never picked up on that. I always just assumed that like what Drake says later of like they woke me up to to kill you, Blade. Like I just assumed they were talking about their numbers dwindling because Blade was killing so many of them. But you're yeah. you're and now not just Blade. Now we know Night Stalkers and all their sleeper cells were killing off vampires too. But mm-hmm. it makes sense because the first vampires we see uh, Abigail go up against are what four punk kids like. Who decided to make punk kids into vampires? Like, who was that bored and was like, you know what? These kids on skateboards, let's go ahead and make them into some vampires because I really dig their scene. No, they're all like dumb. So, yeah. But Abigail takes care of them like nobody, no, no, nobody's business. You know what this movie was missing? Was that? <clears throat> it's it's many years too late for this to have even been an option in any of the Blade movies. Um, but it was missing Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, as like as his character from The Lost Boys, oh, <laughs> <laughs> just somewhere in the movie, just him hanging out, just like, all right, yeah, this is down. <laughs> I, I I can I can dig that. I I would have been about it just real quick <laughs> that much, and that that's who would have made the 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 punk kids in the in the subway station. Yep, that you're that absolutely right. You're absolutely he would have right. done well, it. someone who was yeah someone in love with '80s culture. They just wanted like that's that's where it was. Just hanging out at subways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you hang out here? There's nothing else to do. Want to go ride dirt bikes real fast? So speaking of some of the cast that we brought into this, uh, like you said earlier, we had Patton Oswalt as Hedges. We had Natasha Leone as Summerfield. Um, you had uh, Callum Rennie as Asher T- Talos. That was the brother of Parker Posey. You had Paul or Triple H as Jarko. Um, John Michael Higgins, usually you see him in a lot of those, uh, Christopher Guest movies as Dr. Vance, the psychiatrist, Dominic Purcell is Drake, Dracula, uh, Parker Posey is Danica. And then we had Ryan Reynolds as Hannibal King, who is a comic book character. Hannibal King is, is from the comic books. The Night Stalkers w- were consisted of Hannibal King, Blade, and Drake. Drake was actually a Night Stalker. In the comic books, Drake was the grandson of Dracula, and he was a good he was a good guy. He was fighting vampires. Uh, in this, we have Hannibal King, who used to be a vampire, was turned by um, uh, Danica and used the uh, the serum that was developed in the first movie to uh, revert back to being a human. And then Abigail Whistler was completely made up for this movie. And one of the things... a good addition. Yes, a very good addition. And one of the things that I'll always remember, like uh, when this movie came out on DVD, I watched watched it with the commentary, and they talk about like uh, Jessica Biel doing so much rigorous like work body workout that by the time you get to that final scene where she's pulling back that bow, like she's pulling back a real, like, I don't know, 50 pound bow or something like that. Her arms are so well developed. You could see the muscles like just cut right into her shoulders and stuff like that. Like I always, I always always remember that. Yeah. She looked great. I mean, she looked the part. I mean, this is someone that I could buy as someone that's gone through what she did and she had to fight these monsters. Uh, I read somewhere 
um, that she originally, her character was supposed to be a lineage character. Like she was one of the great descendants of Van Helsing. But mm-hmm. I guess during that time, they were also producing Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing and it was too close to that. So that's why they made her Whistler's daughter, which I thought was also pretty cool. But what what a crime to save Whistler in the second movie only to kill him off again in the third. <laughs> it's a hard man to kill. Jesus. Is he really dead? We don't know. We don't we don't see a body. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at with pretty much every like comic book superhero movie. Show me the body. If you don't show me the body, I'm going to assume they're still alive. And if you don't do anything with them, what are you doing? Yes, genre has done that to us. And then essentially it's it's their move. It's like, yeah, we want to make sure we don't show the body so that we can bring that character back if we need to. Mhm. Um <clears throat> I like that you brought up Van Helsing because every time, all the way through all of the Blade movies, I've thought, wouldn't it be great if we had some sort of like Belmont equivalent from like Castlevania? Um, so if if she had been a descendant of Van Helsing, that would have been that like that like Belmont kind of thing where like you're from a family that does nothing but hunt supernatural things and kill vampires. So there we go. Mostly just because I just finished watching the Castlevania show on Netflix again. And I love that (laughs) show so damn much. So, like, that would have been great. And we have the connection with Alucard, right? With Drake being, like, in the comics, right? Being the, the descendant of Dracula. In this case, being Dracula. But as I'm watching this, right? The whole time, I was thinking, if this had been a show and not a movie, if they did, like, a second season... I could definitely see Dominic coming back and now he's a good guy, right? Like he's like the Vegeta character yeah. because he does have that honorable side to him. He's evil, but he, at the end, he even gives Blade that gift of being, you know, Blade's body, which the story behind that scene cracks me up just because they had to do it that way because Wesley Snipes refused to open his eyes in that last scene and it cracks me up. You want to talk about it? So, with everything that was going on on scene, right? So, apparently, because things got so bad and Wesley Snipes was in character and he hated the script so much, during one of the last scenes at the end of the movie where he's being taken in and, like, his body is looked at, it calls for that scene where he's supposed to open his eyes, beat up the the doctors, and then it kind of goes into this whole thing where Ryan Reynolds says in the original ending, and so, Blade, you woke up. And now he's out there fighting evil once again. So the whole take was Wesley Snipes supposed to open his eyes and do that. But Wesley Snipes refused. So on the YouTube cut of this unrated version, you can see they close up on his face and they CGI his yellow eyes opening. And then they just kind of go with that. And it looks so bad that they redid that scene to be Drake saying that line, I give you this last gift. And so when they have Blade's body in the coroner's office, it transforms into Dominic, and then they just have uh, Ryan Reynolds say something completely different. Because Wesley Snipes would not open his damn eyes. <laughs> and that is insane. I want to know... I want to know how you get away with that. As in, like As an actor, is it one of those things that's like, look, we already did all of this, so I'm just going to be a butt. Because what are you gonna do? Refilm it all? No. <laughs> like Appar- 
apparently at some point Goyer told Blade like you can leave we have enough shots of your face to finish the movie because his stunt double did a lot of the stuff because Wesley Snipe wouldn't leave his his trailer so it, it's just those those hoops that they had to get across to even finish this movie this beautiful train wreck of a movie and it's crazy so Aaron that just said in chat here oh you won't open your eyes cool hey irs <laughs> <laughs> so yes that was that was so we saw the 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 version of the movie that or the version of the ending that made it into the movie there's the that he, that it changes into drake's body uh there's the version that you you spoke about where he actually wakes up so he didn't die he wakes up and he he, he fights his way out of the the morgue or out of the prison or the police station there's another version where he actually dies that's the end like blade succumbs to the the day day star virus and yes and that uh that kills him too and they just in ryan reynolds has dialogue where it just talks about you know we we lived the rest of our lives without the vampires and without blade and then there's also the night stalker ending so yes Wesley Snipes was upset about this script, and uh, it's it. Chris Christopherson was also upset about this script because it it definitely you know he comes in just to die, and uh, the the script focuses a lot on these other characters, these two characters, Abigail and, and Hannibal, and uh, for good reason. Like they were trying to make a spinoff movie, they were trying to get you know these characters popular enough to to make their own their own movie or TV series. Because at the time, Ryan Reynolds was still a sitcom star. He was on Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. So uh, you have um, in this alternate ending, Ryan Reynolds pulls up to a casino with uh, the Norwegian guy that we saw towards the end of the movie. And they just they kind of beat up a couple security guards as they're walking in. Uh, Ryan Reynolds wearing this cool like biker blue jacket uh and then as they're they're going through ryan reynolds is talking because that's what ryan reynolds does he talks uh and then eventually you see abigail come flying through a window and she's in this cool like red outfit and she does jessica beal does this move off of a craps table where she does like a, a cartwheel handrail grab thing into a spin move and that doesn't cut away. It shows her face. So it is actually her doing this move. And then all of a sudden a fucking werewolf shows up and, and just it proceeds to be like time to time to die fools. And because werewolves exist. So I, I want to put this out there. I, I know what I said about Ryan Reynolds towards the top of us talking about this. <clears throat> that ending was badass. <laughs> <laughs> and and because I found him annoying, it doesn't mean that I don't like the character, right? Where it's just like, all right, we get it. Shut up. Cool. Thanks, man. But like, you're great though. Like, <laughs> so I'm in this weird catch 22 where it's like, you, you drive me insane, but I want to see more of you <laughs> because you just keep putting yourself in these situations that I'm like, well, I gotta know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Another, I don't know if either of you know this story, uh, but on, I think, Ryan Reynolds' next movie, Waiting, there is a deleted scene on that DVD 
where the director of waiting played a trick on Ryan Reynolds where they had Luis Guzman like just throw a hissy fit on 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 a set about like you know, you guys are all going to screw over my lines, blah, blah, blah. And Ryan Reynolds' face is just like, oh, my goodness, we're going. I'm going through this again. And then they all kind of just point at Ryan and be like, ah, I got gotcha, you know, kind of thing oh, with man. the camera on. It's funny. See, Jesus. Now, Waiting is a fantastic <laughs> movie. That movie's hysterical. To this day, it's dumb and disgusting, but it will never not make me laugh. And it also makes um, a whole generation of people remember not to mess with people who serve you food. Exactly. <laughs> See, but that's the kind of character that I feel like that's that's Ryan Reynolds. That's perfect. That's great. Go for that every time there, bud. You are typecast and a half with that kind of character. But it's just like... What I I don't know. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's just obnoxious. <laughs> and you know what? I think you were in the majority. I think most people think that way. <laughs> but uh, also, I I had to throw this out here. I I think I turned. I said it before on this podcast. But this is the movie that gave gave us uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool because someone on set gave him a Deadpool comic book and said you would be perfect for this character. And after that, he started reading Deadpool comics and was like, yeah, I need to play this character. That's so great. I like that. And now here we are. And now here we are. are. He's considered one of the perfect casting for comic book characters, along with Hugh Jackman for Wolverine and Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. Yep. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll see him again as Hannibal. I doubt it. How does... He, how in the Deadpool movies does he make reference to being Green Lantern all the time, but doesn't make reference to being Hannibal King? I think if we get, like, I think after Moon Knight, maybe after Blade, we might hear him make a couple like Hannibal King jokes. Okay, but I think it, I think at this point there's just nothing to connect it to, so it would just be so. I'm just grasping at references. And maybe not enough people watch the movie for it to be relevant <laughs> for people to, right. be like, to catch that. Yeah. Right. So like maybe if Deadpool ever meets like this new iteration of Blade, he could be like, you look really familiar. <laughs> 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 well, I, it's, that's one thing I can't wait. I can't wait for an official like, Deadpool in the MCU kind of thing. I I know with the trailer for Free Guy, we technically already have it, but when uh, we finally get to see a movie with Deadpool in it in the MCU, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ecstatic. I'm calling it. It's gonna be the next Spider Man. I I mean I don't doubt it. I don't I mean, doubt Sp- it. Spider Man and Deadpool are too cool to to have him not show up at some point and be like, I like your powers. I like your suit. <laughs> We're friends now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So what do you want to see from this particular movie to show up in the rest of the MCU, especially since we are having Blade movies uh, coming soon? I have two things, and I don't want to take them from either of you. Um, So I'm sorry if I do, but I want the Night Stalkers to show up somewhere, and I want Triple H back. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for that. (laughs) But if we get Triple H back, it has to be in. I think it'd be great to put Triple H in a Guardians movie or something that the Guardians are in already with Batista. 
just to have them like lock up one time for the one time. Oh, oh that'd be that's great. So good. That's so good. Are those the only Yeah, I would love that. Is is Batista the only wrestler in the in the MCU at the moment? Mm-hmm. To my yes. knowledge. Because Rock and Cena are in DC, so there's yeah. four big wrestlers at this point. I mean, and so, then what's his face? Um Diesel. I know Kevin Nash was in uh uh Punisher, Punisher. which we just watched, yes. but that's not the MCU. And obviously Triple H is in Blade Trinity, which is also not the MCU. But yeah, in the MCU proper, we only have the one. That's surprising. I think it'd be great because then you could either have Drax, like Batista bomb him, or you could have like Triple H give him the pedigree or anything like that. And you don't have to worry about hurting each other because they've both been hit by these moves countless times. So they know how to take them. <laughs> I'm still I'm going to still like I still want to I still want Paul White to show up as the as Rhino in like a Spider-Man movie, but that's just me. <laughs> I'd like that. That'd be good. Uh so. but speaking of Blade, Rafa, what do you want to see show up from from this movie? What would you love to see show up in the rest of the MCU? I'm not going to lie. I like Dominic as Drake. If he could somehow at least that creature design was cool. I'd like to see that again. That armor was really nice. Like he had it between that sexy but not too sexy look. And then I mean Ian took, yeah, Triple H. I would have been in the same boat. Give him something else to do. I would love that. I would love to see him there. And then maybe a scene where we get Whistler, he shows up as I I didn't die. Or he just shows up as like, hey kid. Let's say <laughs> Mahersha Ali. And that's it. Nothing else is explained. Just kind of in the background. I would love to see that. That'd be great. I don't necessarily need Dominic Purcell as as Dracula to show up. Like I wouldn't mind Dominic Purcell showing up in general because I just like him as an actor. But I think his time in Legends, he's kind of like done with the whole scene. Um, I would love for them to do the whole lore, just the lore of Dracula and how that relates to Blade. Like I would love that to be uh a subplot to the to the phase of you know if they're going to bring in vampires and you bring in dracula because one of the things that i'll always remember about this movie it is the promotions to this movie uh because i was so uh, you know ready for this because i loved the first two um what the trailer said uh the first time he went up against their gods the second time he went up against their devils this time they're going he's going up against their first and like just that whole thing of like oh, that is so good, right? Like it was the, the the he was going up against Dracula, and Dracula created all the vampires, or all vampires came from him. And even even in the movie, like the the line Dracula is like like he doesn't even like vampires; he hates all of them. He's like, why are you bothering me? I don't care what's going on in your life, uh, kind of thing. Like I, I love I that. buried myself for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I would love I would love the lore. I would love all that to just be explored more going forward. What is Hell the yeah. what is the toy? What's the toy for you? Oh, uh, we already got it. We were, I already have like seven Triple H toys, so I already have the toy. <laughs> <laughs> but other I, I, than that, I want you to take one of those Triple H toys action figures, and I want you to dress it he's up like. Go get one. I want you to dress it up like uh, Jarkwood or whatever his name was. 
see, while Rafa's getting a Triple H toy, um, the toy that we need is uh, we need the the big rifle that uh, they were looking at. It's like it can shoot stakes, it can shoot bullets. That rifle, yeah. um, <laughs> it's it's a Nerf gun. Yes, it is. It exactly is. Like, Which that that goes into mine because the big that big uh, shotgun rifle thing was used in the alternate scene, and that's what I want. I want the casino playset with the werewolf and all the bystanders yes <laughs> and i also really want the um uh like the the uv blade the like that looked like a bow like yeah. a bow and arrow it's just like whip that out and it's like, i want that as, uh, <laughs> i couldn't find my long hair triple h so i have my short hair triple h but he's here <laughs> see now you just got to find one where you can paint like the chrome fangs on there and and yep. give him a little dog oh which was another thing that i loved about this movie like david the goyer Pomeranian. the david david goyer wrote blade 2 also right so he's the one who came up with the the yeah the special the mandibles. the special the mandibles. mandibles so then they did the same thing to the he's like making fun of himself and i'm like that's that's cool that you would make fun of your other movie kind of kind of thing What'd yeah, you do that also, for? Oh, we're we're introducing it to other animals. <laughs> this this Triple H is way too cut, though. I have to get a little bit more doughy Triple H. Yeah, you oh, need to go but, back to the Hunter Hearst Helmsley like Triple H. I'll, I'll <laughs> find one and, I, and I'll and I'll post something on Twitter. Please do. Um, <sighs> but besides, you know, the, the joke with with Triple H, um, I would have loved. I would have loved. Uh, a Dracula toy, specifically of him in like his demon form. So I thought that was such a cool look. <laughs> and even even if even if I didn't want to say that that was Dracula, I could just use him as a demon that my Doom guy action figure can kick its ass. There we go. I always thought it was a hilarious scene when you see the the actor who plays the psychiatrist, but he's dressed up like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> With his weird eyes. Uh, hello. Also, would you have been like, if you were that goth kid that was working in the store, would you have been that like up in up in that dude's face? Like if a, a guy who looked like Drake walked into the store and was asking, would you be up in his face like that? The guy was the pretty only, big. The only way that I could think of that is that that man had had seen it all. And he had had enough, and he wanted to die. That's it. He just he wanted to be thrown through that window because at that point, that that man, there was nothing behind his eyes. It was like, yeah, yeah, we might have some stuff. Look around. Like he was just an asshole, and I, I think he just had. He was at the end. He's like, I can't deal with these hot topic kids anymore. So, like, as somebody who's predominantly worked retail through their like working life, and spent a little bit of time working at a hot topic. Um, that's a whole ass mood. Like, I still you you sell vampire. Yeah, it's hot topic, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I I and you said they're eating cereal. It's like yep, not just cereal, go, but Count Chocula. <laughs> yeah, it's like hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we sell vampire like vibrators for God's sakes, dude. Like. Uh, uh all right thanks thank you both for going on this journey with me i i love blade trinity and i'm I'm glad i got to talk to talk with you both about it 
Oh, it was Absolutely. a good time. Thank you for having me. It was, I haven't seen these movies in such a long time. So getting to revisit them, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like when we talk about what we do, especially, you know, just geek elite media in itself, it's us reliving and enjoying and channeling our favorite things with one another. And there are lots of movies that suck, sure. And I mean, not everybody can like these Blade movies. But the point is, you find the magic. You find those little nuggets of magic that take you back to a time where things were a little bit easier, more fun, and you could just do all kinds of crazy stuff. Maybe I bought my own katana, got my own sunglasses, and tried to chop vampires in my backyard until my mom beat my ass because she was saying, that's violent, don't do that, you know? It brings back those good memories. I think it's important. Uh, I love it. We're, that we're, was something real fast. I'm sorry. Blade never lost his sunglasses in this movie. That's true. You're right. Which meant there was no, like, I got my sunglasses time to whoop ass moment <laughs> that happened in the other two, which congratulations on breaking formula, I guess. But like, we live for those moments. Come on now. I mean, obviously this we're goes fun. along with the whole Wesley Snipes did not want to show his eyes in any of the movie. There you go. That's exactly right. And like as that young Mexican child with my katana in my backyard, did they call me the Mexican blade? Yes, they did. They called me machete. Machete. <laughs> machete don't text. That's right. <laughs> All right, machete. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter as at mobile Rafi, where I post comics that I'm currently reading. If you want to check out my toy collection or you want to see some of my my opinions on different things, my adventures. You can also find me on YouTube as Mobile Rafi. I also write every now and then uh, comic reviews and just thoughts and editorials on the Geek Elite Media website. And yeah, you can also find me on Instagram if you'd like to. I'm trying to post more on there. I have an adorable dog named Coco, Mobile Rafi, everywhere. I need you to, uh, this Halloween, dress up as Machete. I, 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 I'm right. going to need you to do that as a costume. Please, please do this. Done. <laughs> yes. I love that. Ian, where can people find you online? <laughs> Hi. If you're here in chat right now, which I see there's a couple of you, uh, then you already know where to find me. But if you're listening to this in the future out there in the podcast verse, or you know, if you're just watching the VOD, twitch.tv slash Ian Flux. That's where we record this show right here live every Wednesday at 7 o'clock-ish. Um, <clears throat> give or take a couple minutes. So come find me there, twitch.tv slash Ianflux. I'm on Twitter at Ianflux12 and over on Instagram at Ianflux. So holler at me. That's I-A-N-F-L-U-X. And on Twitter, I-A-N-F-L-U-X, the number's one, two. I'd love to hear from you. Nice. Oh, and because I don't want to mess it up and I don't want to miss it, mark your calendars, y'all. This Friday at 7 o'clock, uh, over on the Geekly Media Twitch channel, which if you're in chat and you haven't followed over there, go follow over there. It's going to be important. Um, Wizards and Webcams is coming back. That's the D&D uh, show that I used to done that I used to DM for, and it's coming back. Mitch is playing. I'm going to play. I'm pointing the wrong way. Mitch is Mitch is playing. That's Rafi. I'm sorry. Mitch is playing. <laughs> 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 Trying to point the right direction. Um, so it's going to be a good time. Come on by this Friday at 7 o'clock. That's when the campaign starts, and it's going to be pretty much every Friday. So wait, is it until... 7? Yeah, I thought we were doing 7. I thought we were doing 8. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, well, it's 7 now, so make sure oh, you're, God, I'm you're there sorry, at 7. Mitch. It's okay. 
Yeah, we'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk about it. my people. will call your people. Uh, <laughs> but, but be be there or miss out because it's going to be a good time. I'm really excited. So if you want to talk to me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. Um, it's GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekleetmedia.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Media for exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. This week, and as Ian pointed out, I am going to be playing D&D on our Twitch page, so go to uh, twitch.tv slash Media to make sure you follow that and get, get your notifications ready so that when we show up and we play our D&D game, you're there. Hell yes. I'm so excited, Mitch. <laughs> and whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to Geek Out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.